stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite World Talk radio shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting as usual from Scottsdale, Arizona. And usually I say sunny, but today it's cloudy and a little chilly, which is a refreshing change for us. Um, We'll be back with probably perfect blue sky again tomorrow. Today we're going to talk about genius. Now, I know when I said the word genius, immediately you got Albert Einstein, and he was one, not in all areas of his life, but he's a real bona fide genius. If you Google genius, you'll find lists and lists and lists of people. I found one most interesting. They listed people by IQ, and Einstein wasn't on it because his IQ they said, was only 160. I think there's other measurements, but I thought that list was especially interesting. They had Galileo, Pascal, Da Vinci, and of all people, Bobby Fischer, the chess player. I thought that was extremely interesting uh, that they put Bobby Fischer on and not Albert Einstein. Now, we refer to people that we know as computer geniuses or a musical genius or a math genius. Um, there's all kinds of geniuses. What do we mean? You know, what do we mean when we say that? He's really good at it is what I mean when I call somebody a computer genius. It means they can log off and on without difficulty or some such thing. Now, are you a genius? Well, I don't know. Are you? How do you break through to the genius that you have? You know, today we're going to find out because we have a genius expert. We have a genius on genius. How do you like that? Our guest today is Cheney Weiner. He's a sought-after authority on human potential and human development. He's the founder of the Cheney Institute of Human Potential, which is an organization dedicated to empowering people worldwide in all seven areas of their life. And these areas are financial, physical, family, mental, spiritual, vocational, and social. It's, you know, all the things that make you who you are. He helps them discover their hidden brilliance. Listen to this. Their hidden brilliance and uniqueness based on what's the most important 
to them, and that's a key factor here, what's most important to them. An acknowledged transformational leader and a leading expert on success and raising human potential, Cheney has inspired millions of people around the world sharing his breakthrough methods for personal and professional success. His signature Breakthrough to Achieve program, along with his various courses and programs, are the combination of more than 23 years of multidisciplinary study. And his picture looks like he's about 21. So, you know, he did all that very quickly, I, I guess. You know, his work has been featured on Montel Across America with Montel Williams, Hollywood Confidential with Lisa Gibbons, Martha Stewart Living Radio, and Hay House Radio. He's also been on the Self-Improvement Show before, and he was so well-received, we wanted to have him come back and talk about genius. So it's my privilege, it's a pleasure today to welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show, Chaney Weiner. Chaney, hello. Hi, Irene. Thank you for having me back on. And uh, once again, I'm going to say I appreciate what you're doing with the show and even all the other guests that you have on because everyone has their own genius to contribute to your show. That's really true. You know, each each guest is so unique and so special. And, and you know, I've, I've become quite excited about radio show to radio show because the guests have so many wonderful and phenomenal things to share. But you're right up at the top. Uh, tell us, for those who didn't hear, tell us who you are, where you're coming from, where you live, some of those little things about yourself. Well, right now, I live in South Carolina, Charleston. I'm right near the ocean, and I grew up in New Jersey. I was just up in New Jersey, and like we were talking about, speaking about before we came on air, I happened to visit Princeton, so this topic is right in line with pretty much what I was doing the last few weeks, but it's not even about the last few weeks. It's really about, in essence, my whole life, and I've always come from the place of really helping people, like you said in the intro, to uncover the hidden brilliance, their genius, and their magnificence, and it may be in a certain area of life for one person, maybe in a certain area of life or a different area of life for someone else. So it's really all about tapping into human potential, realizing really what you're here to be, do, and have, and your uniqueness, how you express it, and what you do best so you can go out and do what you love and love what you do. That's, that's the Cliff Notes version of it. <laughs> have you always been interested in helping people uh, improve? Uh, how did you get so interested in this? Yeah, it's really interesting because um, I originally got into, well, let me really go back about when I was seven or eight, I, I was always into sports, but then when I was 15, I got into fitness and working out, so most of it stemmed out of the fitness, because I always approached the fitness not from the typical, get your body in great shape and to look great, that's important, but there were the other areas, your friends, your family, your career, finances, just the different areas of life, and back then, when I was 15, I was aware of it. But as time went on, I really, let's just say, cultivated that more and brought that more into the picture. Because after all, if someone is really looking to have great physical health, look great, and feel great, those other areas come into play as well. So I like the whole idea of having the other areas integrate because they do in everyone's life. 
And that's really the place that I come from and what I teach. And, of course, it's specific to each person's situation. But really, when, you, when every person really takes the time to look at it, all of those areas of life are important. It's just at certain points in time, some are going to be higher up on the value list than others. So that's what I do. And really, I love doing it because it adds a lot of variety because, after all, every one of Everyone listening, every person in the world has variety in their life, and it's going to be different for each person. Exactly. Um, In your program, Breakthrough to Genius, you say that everyone, everyone is a genius. So how do you define genius, and and, how can you say that everyone is, is a genius? Yeah, that's interesting that you bring it up. It's a great question to start with because... Many times people say that they aren't a genius, and I do disagree with that because everyone is a genius, and everyone is, is a genius based on the things, their values, based on the things that are most important to them. And if you take a look at the different areas of your life, we were just mentioning this, and what you love to do most, you'll see that you have genius in the area of life that matters most to you, and the areas that you are going to devote the most time to, that's where your genius is going to be, whereas in other areas of life that are of lesser interest, you'll perceive yourself as not being a genius. And the same thing applies and is true when it comes to learning and excelling in certain areas of life or a field of study. You may be really good and excel in one area and have genius there, but in another area, you may not. And really, I hear, I've heard many people, and we've all done this at some point, so it's, it's not wrong, but it's just something to be aware of because I love to help people raise their awareness. And many times people will say, well, they're not a genius because they've injected some idealism or values of what others say a genius is supposed to be, which in many cases will not match a person's value system. And what I mean values and value system is the things that are most important to the person. And think about it. Like I was just saying, wherever your highest values are, whatever's most important to you, that's where your genius is going to be. And the example I like to use all the time is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, great basketball player. Very, you mentioned IQ before, had a very high IQ in basketball. He loved playing basketball. He devoted his life to it. That's where his genius was. It was on the basketball court. But I guarantee you that when it comes to fixing cars and being an auto mechanic, unless he did some study <laughs> in that, he's not going to be a genius there. And the point of it is that every one of you listening, you're a, again, you're a genius in the areas of life where you excel most and that which is highest on your values. And a really good way to tell is just, Listen to your language. If you're saying, I, I talk about this many times, if you say, I should, I have to, I've got to be doing whatever it is you're saying, then most likely it's not going to be something that you're going to excel at or be a genius at. But if you're saying, I love doing this, this is what I'm inspired to be doing, chances are very high that's where your genius is going to be. So look for the language and really take the time and look to see what's most important to you because that's where you're going to excel and that's where your genius is going to be. Now, you haven't mentioned IQ except in relation to Michael Jordan and the fact that his IQ was in basketball. Talk a little bit about IQ and where it comes in here. That's a great question because I had a uh, teacher. I, I, one of the things I majored in in school was psychology, and this happened to be a child psychology class. And I'll always remember what he said. He said that... IQ is not a measure of how smart you are. He said IQ is what you do with what you got. Oh, that's now, interesting. Yeah, I love that. 
and I actually had him as a teacher 23 years ago for a child psychology class, and he said that, and I wrote it down, and I didn't even need to write it down because I've remembered it ever since, and it really gave a new light on IQ. Now, just let me say this. Um, IQ is important, the typical number. You mentioned about Einstein and the others that you said at the top of the show, at the beginning of the show. IQ is important, but just understand it's going to be specific. The IQ number that, that's, that people are given in school, that may apply to what is being taught in the school, the curriculum. But like I mentioned, Michael Jordan, he may not have a high IQ in school, but on a basketball court, he's got a very high IQ. So it's really specific, and that's I never asked my psychology professor what he meant by that, but I really took the time and looked at it further, and this is my interpretation of what he meant, is what you do with what you got, and when you're doing what you love, you're loving what you do, and you really take the time and tap into that genius, because that's when you will tap into it, when you're doing something you love. That's when the high IQ will come up in a certain area. For Michael Jordan, it's basketball. For you, it's what you love to do. It's, and for me, it's what I love to do. So be aware of that and not get hung up on, oh, this person's IQ is 160 versus this one is 120. It's going to be situation-specific. Oh, I, I totally agree with you. I think you know a lot of times you know, IQ depends on whether or not you had a good night's sleep and a good breakfast and what kind of mood you're in when you took the test. You know, yeah. or, or, or how the person was who passed the test out. You know, all, all those kind of things influence your score on yeah. an IQ test. And, In fact, yeah. I want to mention something else just real briefly because you brought it up about what you eat. And a lot of, I'm seeing, and many other people I know are starting to see, that, nu- that nutrition has a lot to do with this. Because after all, if people are eating junk food, it does affect your memory retention, among other things. I know me, I drink a lot of water, and I've always eaten pretty good since I was 15, so I retain a lot, I remember a lot. In fact, now I'm I'm remembering things that I didn't remember five or ten years ago, and I can attribute it to nutrition. So I'm not going to get too much off on nutrition because I'm not a nutritionist (laughs) per se, but I do understand some things about it, and certainly it plays a big role in one's IQ, memory retention, and really ability to tap into their genius. And with that thought, we're going to take a break and let people get a little bite of something healthy, nutritious, and brain-serving. So this is Irene Conlon with the Self-Improvement Show and my guest, Chaney Weiner, saying we'll be right back, so stay tuned. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Are you looking to improve your personal or professional branding? What about your business? We've got a program that will help streamline your image management. Tune in to Marketing Matters, hosted by Yasmeen Anderson-Smith. Your business and public image is important to your customers' perceptions. And in this day and age, how you market yourself or your company can make the difference between running a successful business and shutting it down. Marketing Matters can be heard every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Variety. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. 
The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Chaney Weiner, and we're talking about genius. Chaney, we hear people say, we hear a lot of people say, no one is perfect, humans are not perfect, um, but you say that's not true. You say everyone is perfect. Can you talk about this a little bit? Absolutely, and I'll stand by that 100% because that there's that myth, like you just mentioned, that's going around out there. And really it comes from upbringing and just what we've learned from other people that no one is perfect. And really, when you learn how to read between the lines, you can see a lot of things that aren't obvious at first. And people who say that you or they themselves are not perfect or that no human being is perfect, they have, in a sense, a fantasy that perfection is supposed to be one-sided. So, in other words, people are not perfect because they're not happy all the time, they're not positive all the time, they're not nice all the time, they're not kind to people all the time. There's this one-sided factor that comes into play. So people say, well, no one's perfect because they're not always positive, they're not always happy, they're not always kind, they're not always nice. The perfection is that every human being has both sides. Every single human being is happy and sad. Every human being is nice and mean, kind and cruel. We have situations where we're supporting people, and then there's other situations where we're challenging people, and this includes ourselves as well. And the perfection is that we have both sides. And I want to make that distinction that the perfection is we have both sides. But when people say, well, no one's perfect, really what they're saying is that I want perfection to be one-sided. It's not one-sided, so I'm going to say no one's perfect. Now, some people do say, well, in order to have perfection, you have to have the imperfection. That's just a little spin on it, if you will. But the bottom line is when you take a look at your life and the lives of others, you have those both sides that are occurring. That's the perfection. And when you're able to realize that those perceived negative situations or traits, they actually serve you in your life. You get a greater appreciation that, hey, everything serves you, and at the same time, this is going to sound very counterintuitive, but those, those positive situations, and I don't mean just regular positive, I mean the ones that are really, really, let's say, border into elation or being manic, very high levels of being positive, those do serve you as well. So the idea is to put everything back into balance and understand that the perfection is that we have both sides, they both serve, and, and, the, and the 
positive ones disserve in certain ways. And when you put them back into balance, you're not run by emotional mood swings. And the other thing I want to mention about this is as it ties into one's genius ability, is, and this goes back to what we said before, everyone is a genius and they have both sides. Even Albert Einstein had certain things about him that other people would have looked at and said, well, there's no way is this guy a genius, but he has both sides. And I'm, he's not alive now, but I'm sure he'd be the first to even acknowledge that. So as it applies to you and everyone listening, just know you have both sides. They serve you, and that's your perfection. The other thing that comes to mind, there's a couple things that come to my mind. One is, who's, who's the standard of measurement? I mean, what's the standard of perfection that we're being measured by? The other one is, if each one of us on the planet is unique and there's nobody else just like us, then our uniqueness is our perfection, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, I like to say that we're all the same, but we're different. So, in other words, at the level of the senses, our five senses, because we see things, hear things, taste things, feel things right. uh, differently, that's where we're different, but we're the same in the sense that we all have both sides, nice and mean, happy and sad, etc., all the other traits. So... It really comes down to, the, like I said earlier, the values or the things that are most important to you, and especially how each person expresses those values. Because what some person may see and perceive as smart, someone else may see and perceive as being stupid, and vice versa. Exactly. So whose standard are we measuring by? It, um, perception is reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very interesting subject. One of the things you talk about uh, in your program is that each person has a different learning style. There's a number of different learning styles. So, I, And I want you to talk a little, just a little bit about that and then ask you, can, can you thrive as a genius in the public school system when everybody has to learn the same way? Not in every school, but in most of them. No, you, you all have to learn it the same way. Yeah, the learning style, uh, what you just mentioned about the learning style is really, I find it to be fascinating because every person does learn differently. I know the way, and let me even go further than that. Each person learns differently based on certain things, and this goes back to the value system again. So, for example, just let me give you me as an example, and I'm sure this can apply to a lot of people. When I was in school, there were certain subjects that I liked, and there were certain subjects that I disliked. Well, my learning style, I actually, I didn't realize this then, but I really look back on it now. I actually adjusted my learning style, or I, used, I employed different learning styles to different situations because certain classes, I picked up things quicker than I did in others. Now, it doesn't have to be in a classroom per se. Like now, for example, I'm not in a classroom. I love speaking and doing what I do, and certain things I pick up quicker than others, so I employ a different learning style there than I would in another area. So for a school to come along, and again, I understand you know, it's important for a school to have some standardization because, after all, how can every single student's learning style be, let's say, catered to, although I have my beliefs on how that can be done, yeah. But how, how can it be done when you have 30 or 40 kids 
in a class, to me, one of the ways to do that is to find out what each person's values are, find out what's most important to, uh, to them, and teach in those values. Because, again, each learning style is going to be different. And to me, it's unfair to label people as being attention deficit and all that stuff because the school system or teachers may not be taking that learning style into consideration. I mean, I know me, if they had ADD or if it was labeled as much then as it is now, I probably would have been labeled ADD because certain classes bored me, whereas other ones didn't. So take that learning style into consideration and really take the time instead of, and is my hope that there's teachers or you know, some higher educational authority who's listening here to just take the time. If you think that a child may be so-called ADD, to just take the time and look to see, hey, what's their learning style? How do they learn? Because it may not be the attention deficit or that there's something wrong with them. It could be their learning style. It could also be the subject matter as well. So take those into consideration and um, use those as factors to determine before making a false diagnosis. Uh, good point, uh, and I want to talk a little more about ADD um, a little later on. I, I, I want, if we have time, I want you to go into that just a little bit more. You know, you you say, and you said a couple times that genius is already within us; we already have it. What What do you mean by that? How do you discover what your area of genius is? Well, again, it goes back to knowing what your values are and what's most important to you. In fact, I'll just give some simple examples. You can have a person who grows up in a family of musicians. They have a very high probability of being a, a musician and having a high IQ when it comes to music. The same thing could be with, quote-unquote, politics. It could be any other area. So a lot of it does have to do with the environment that you grow up in. Now, that doesn't guarantee that someone growing up in a family of musicians is going to necessarily be a musician themselves, but there's a high probability of it. So a lot of it has to do with that. And, of course, there's other factors, being around friends, because you never know who that one person that you might have known in school when you were 10 or 11 years old could could have triggered off something that sent you down the path of really tapping into your genius, and that's the key thing there as well is tapping into it because it's one thing to really have a skill at something, but the question is, are you really maximizing it? And we've heard many times people who, and I'm just using musicians, it could be sports celebrities as well, exceptionally talented, but for some reason they just didn't, quote-unquote, make it at the level that other people thought they should have. So there's obviously things going on there. It could be distractions in different areas of life. It, it could be any number of things. But the bottom line is that genius is within each of us, and it's going to depend on many factors that, uh, I mean, I'm just giving you a few examples here, but there are many factors that come into play with that. And the other thing is, like with me, I was into sports, fitness, but there was something there along the line the whole way that led me down the path to what I'm doing now. And I like to tell people it was always in front of me, but I really never recognized it. So in my case, it was a little different, but it was there to some degree. And for those of you listening, look for that. Look to see where something that you may love doing, if it's been there all along, if it's not been there all along, and you'll find it. And just really take the time to go within and look, and you'll find it every time when you do. Now, that's an interesting point. Let me use an example of myself. I love, love music. Love it. If that's what you go by, then I should be a genius in music, but I can't keep time. I can't dance. 
I can't play an instrument. I can't sing. I can simply enjoy and appreciate music. Now, I assume that had I decided to do something with music, I could have found other avenues other than needing to perform. But there's no genius in me in terms of performing and music. So that there's nothing there to develop. I've done everything I could possibly do to develop something in music. Yeah. I don't have it. I'd like so, to I'd like to touch on that, and I'm not sure if we're going to a break because that's something that I can relate to as well. And I want to mention a couple of things about that. Well, we have a we have a little bit of time. We okay. can get started and then come back. Yeah, that's something I can relate to because I love music too. And I really do like to play guitar and instruments in general. And I've always wondered, wow, you know, I, I would really like to do that. But the thing is, as much as I really like it slash love it, my value system is not taking me down that path. So whereas you may say, oh, I really like doing this. You may say, I really love doing it. If you're not doing that, then there's something else going on that's leading you down another path. Now, with me, I very I I know that if I really put in the time to really play guitar and get involved with music, I could do it. But I'm also being honest about myself that I know that I would go to a certain point and then I would say, yeah, it's really great, but I don't want to really take it to that level because there's something else I really want to do more than that. So, so interest is a good key, but it isn't the the be all. There's it's not, and it works the other way as well. Like I said before, someone could be born into a family of musicians, and everyone would think, oh, wow, he's going to be a musician, but he may be really good at it, but he just may not, or she may not want to pursue that. They may want to go down a different path. And it's a matter of finding those things that you just enjoy as opposed to the things that you enjoy and really have a talent for. Yeah, enjoy to a point where you can make it your livelihood and be willing to put up with the support, the challenge, the good days, the bad days, the positive and the negative, because many times that will stop people. People say, well, I would really want to do this, but then when it really gets down to the nitty-gritty, then you really find out how true they are to what they say they want to do. Yeah, if they say, oh, this is too much work, that's probably not their best area. I want to stop here and go to break, and when we come back, I want to talk about how we can discover what that area of genius is. This is Irene Conlon with the Self-Improvement Show and my guest, Cheney Weiner, saying stay tuned because when we come back, we're going to talk about how you find your genius. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. 
mind, brain, and body on Voice America Health and Wellness is delighted to finally have the opportunity to fulfill the requests of our many guests and listeners to extend the mind, brain, and body experience to a second hour. Tune in for The Lyceum, Critiques of Ancient and Modern Understanding with Dr. Michael Kell. The purpose of this show is to explore and expand upon mankind's continual efforts to explain why we exist. Join us each week as we continue our fireside chats with some of the most remarkable thinkers living today. The Lyceum airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Variety. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon, and my guest, Chaney Weiner, is going to be talking now about how you discover your area or areas of genius. Chaney, you're on. One of the main things to do, I already mentioned it, but I'm going to go a little more on it, is knowing what your values are, knowing what's most important to you. But along with that is where do you excel? I know that's a very simple question, but keep something in mind that many people do it, not many, every person excels somewhere and would love to do that which they excel at, but there's typically that fear of, oh my God, I can't make any money doing it, how am I going to get out there, how am I going to do this, that type of stuff. And the bottom line is that when you're doing something you love and you excel at it, you have a very high probability of following through on it. And one, one of the lectures I like to, to tell people who feel that they, they can't do what they love and make money at it and be successful is just to take a look wherever you are right now. Just look around. You could be in your car driving. You could be in your home. If you're looking at the four walls, at your shoes, every single thing you see with your eyes is represented by an industry that somebody owns. And that person is a genius at that, and they're making a lot of money doing it. So when people say, well, I can't do what I want to excel in because I can't make the money, or I don't know how to go about it, or there's no money in that, all that stuff, that is a bunch of nonsense. Because the paint on your wall, someone owns the paint company. The If you're a woman and you have nails, well, someone owns the company who has the nail polish. Someone owns, women love to wear shoes. How about the laces on the shoes? Someone owns the company, the shoe company. I'm bringing this up for a reason, because for people to tap into their genius and really find out what it is for them, these types of things hold people back. And people are not aware of it. Some are, some aren't, some are more aware of it than others. So take the time and look to see where you excel and say, hey, I can do great at that. I can make money in it. I can help people. And that will help you break through that fear that, oh, my goodness, I can't do this, and now I've got to go get a job. Because if you're going to go get a job, I'm not saying jobs are bad, but if you're going to go get a job, then you're going to end up working for someone who has done what I just said. So it's better off having you be that person 
and have people come work for you and help more people than you go work for them if you choose to have your own business and do what you love. So I'm just just little tidbits of information here and a little exercise that you can do to help you break through that. Okay, let's say I've been working in a job and I'm really ready to step out. I think that I can handle something. I have several talents or I have a number of interests. How do I sift through those? Maybe even put some of them together to to know what my genius is. How do I know that this is it? This is the thing. Well, we we were talking, this is a perfect time to bring this up. We were talking on a break about uh, a saying I got from my mother. I've heard it from other people that it's, you know, you don't be a jack of all trades and master of none. I'm sure most people have heard that. And I never really subscribed to that. And I just, why well, say within the last two years, came up with it's a good idea to be a jack of all trades or why not be a jack of all trades and master of all. So in regards to your question, if those of you who are listening have a situation where there's a bunch of things that you like to do, well, number one, understand that you could be a quote-unquote master at all of them. Number two, in many cases, depending on what it is for you, those things are going to overlap with each other. So it's not this whole thing of, well, I've got to focus on one thing, because in most cases, if you like multiple things, there's a pretty good probability that they're going to overlap and actually help each area will help each other. So keep that in mind. And something else I want to mention here, in terms of your ability to really do all of those things that you love to do, and this is, I'm kind of a numbers person, and it's interesting because if you read 30 minutes a day or you watch video or you listen to audio, you can become really at the cutting edge of your field within seven, in about seven years if you read, watch the video, whatever it is for you that you love to do. But it could be reading, video, whatever it is, 60 minutes a day. You'll be at the cutting edge of your field in about three and a half to four years. If you read and do that for two hours a day or 120 minutes, it'll take you about two to three years. And if you do it for three hours a day, You'd be at the cutting edge of a field and considered an expert in a field in just under two years. So that's a very good thing to keep in mind and how you can accelerate different areas that you really love to do and then learn how to mix them and have them, let's say, interconnect with each other. Because let's face it, I'm not stuck on any one thing, and most people I know aren't, but people are afraid to do multiple things because they feel that they can't. Well, you can, and it's just a matter of learning how to make them work with each other because they all benefit each other. And what I just said, if you want to really step up that learning curve, so to speak, keep what I just said in mind, and you can do it at a a quicker pace. And, of course, strategize how you would market it and how you would just get it out to people. But there's definitely no limits, and that's why I like that little saying, jack of all trades, master of all. And I'm going to quote myself on that one because I've never seen anyone (laughs) mention that one. The other one, yes, but not that one. And that's a good thing. One of the things you talk about, too, on your program um, is that if you didn't have a chance to get a great education, it doesn't mean you can't tap into your genius and be successful. In fact, you say don't let education get in the way of your learning. Yeah, and that is perfect because it goes right back to what I was just saying that, hey, uh, let me say it like this. I got a college degree, and let's face it, going to school for some people, it's going to work. For others, it may not, but that 
doesn't need to get in your way. And if you really want to really get a high level of expertise in a certain area, go back about five minutes ago to what I was just saying about the reading, studying, video, listening to audio, 30 minutes a day, an hour a day, two hours a day, three hours a day, on something that you love to do most and especially apply it. So uh, I'm not telling people to just sit there, listen to it, watch it, read it, and then just do nothing. No, it's a matter of doing that, applying it into what you love to do. I mean, we all know. In fact, um, thinking about this before I came on the air, that, and you see this with everybody, musicians, athletes, that there's this, this certain point of time that they go through before they really made it big, where they really accelerated built their craft, so to speak, and it's usually in a very short period of time. Well, this is what they did. You've heard the stories of people spending four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day practicing or doing whatever it is they love to do. That's how you speed up that curve. And you can do this in multiple areas. So if you, those of you who are listening thinking, wow, I don't have a degree or I can't afford to go to college, there's the Internet, there's books, there's audio, there's YouTube, and there's plenty of resources out there now more than ever before that can help you become the Ph.D. in whatever area of life you would love to be a Ph.D. and an expert in. Wonderful point. I I found it interesting, too, and really didn't intend to talk about it, but it's perfect right here. You compare um, how much time you spend getting a college degree to working an eight-hour day and what it all comes out to in the end and how how if you did your education like a work day, how much time it would take you to get your degree. It was yeah, pretty that, astonishing. That that shows the, the geekiness in how I like numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can't remember the number now because it's been a while since I heard it. Um, how long it would take you to get a degree if you went at it like a f- eight hour day, forty hour work week? Um, yeah. it- obviously that's going to vary depending on a college curriculum schedule and all that, but it comes out to approximately six to nine months. I, I find that astonishing. Years. Of course, you'd miss all that fun in college, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's interesting because I, I was just talking to someone who I reconnected with after a number of years. We grew up in the same town, and his daughter, or one of his daughters, is going to college, and I was talking about this with him, and he said, yeah, and this is true, I agree with this. He said, yeah, he said, you know, she wants to also go for the social aspect of it as well, so that is important. It is important because you're finally away from home and you're learning how it is you want to be, and yeah. you know, sometimes college is a pretty artificial place to learn that. But it's you know it's still um, a, a way that you do. Um, you also talk about shifting your genius ability, and that kind of comes in here too. While you're developing your genius, can you shift from one area to another, or do you just develop another area? I can speak. For me personally, and I've seen this with other people as well, that once they find what it is that they really love to do and they tap into the genius of that, as they go along their journey with that, they're going to, let's just say, cultivate 
or learn other skills that's going to step up their ability in their area plus the other areas along the way. Perfect example with me, with what I'm doing. Originally, I start out speaking, teaching the programs that I teach, but now along the way, oh, I'm learning more about business. I'm learning more about marketing. I'm learning more about sales. So I'm developing my genius abilities there as well, and I'm applying the very thing that I just said a couple of minutes ago about putting in a certain amount of time per day because there's certain areas in my business that I haven't learned earlier on that I'm learning now, so I'm applying the same formula that I'm teaching into what I'm doing, and I can assure you that it works. So as you move along in whatever it is that you love to do, you're going to pick up other skills. In fact, I encourage people to pick up those skills. And then at a certain point, of course, you want to, if you have your own business, you want to hire out, get other people to help you. But you will pick up skills along the way. The only way that you couldn't is if whatever it is you say you really want to do, it's not really what you love to do, and you quit and you go do something else. So you've just discovered an area that isn't probably an area of your genius. Yeah, and it's, I just want to touch one more on that. It's really interesting because at first I was thinking, God, you know, I really want someone to help me with the marketing and my business. And now that I'm really learning it, I'm picking it up a lot faster than I thought, and I can see where it's going, and it's heading me down that path of being the quote-unquote marketing genius as well. I'm still in the process of it, and I'm going through it, because I want to get it on a much higher level. But that's a perfect example of how to answer the question that you just asked me. Now, that's what it is for me, but for those of you listening, it's going to be whatever it is for you. So the learning never stops, and you don't want the learning to to stop, and it doesn't stop for anybody. It's just a matter of learning more, applying it, and really tapping into what you love to do. Because, again, the key is doing what you love, loving what you do, and finding that, that out. Once you have that in place, the rest of it will come. And that's a perfect place for us to go to break. Uh, Please stay tuned. When you come back, we're going to talk a little bit about ADD and a little bit more about your genius. This is Irene Conlon with the Self-Improvement Show and my guest, Chaney Weiner, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the World Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi, this is Rochelle and Jeff from Travel Hub Radio with another Travel Hub tip. You're late for your flight and there is a long line at the security checkpoint. What can you do as a traveler to improve time and efficiency and make your flight quickly? One idea is to take everything out of your pockets, such as sunglasses, cell phones, PDAs, pagers, and other metal and electronic objects. Put them in an easily accessible pocket on your carry-on luggage. If security asks you to display or operate these items, they're right there. Plus, you won't hold up the line when you have to do the walk. A metal belt buckle or a wristwatch is usually not a problem, but be aware of them and ready to remove them quickly if needed. Wear comfortable shoes that can be quickly slipped off and on if you are asked to remove them. Most of all, if the security personnel give you specific directions or ask you a question, don't argue. Just comply and cooperate. It's not personal. They're just doing their job. For traveling tips and much more, make sure you tune into Travel Hub Radio or listen to the show archives and podcast right here on World Talk Radio and at TravelHubRadio.com. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. 
are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Chaney Weiner. We've been talking about genius. He says everybody is a genius. But what about the, the children and adults who are said to have ADD? You know, what about but, ADD? Well, I want to start this one off with a quote. It's not my quote. I don't know whose quote it is. I got it from somewhere, and it goes like this. We're all born into brilliance and genius, but conditioned into mediocrity. Oh, and lovely. I'm, I'm going to quote anonymous because I'm not sure who came up with that one, but it wasn't me. And when it comes to ADD, and I'm going to go a little quick here, but bottom line is every person in some form or another is ADD, attention deficit, and its opposite, attention surplus. For example, with me, I love to speak. I love to teach my programs. I also love to do radio interviews and help people out. That's where my attention surplus is going to be. It's something I love doing. But when it comes to watching golf on TV or some computer work, I'm going to get attention deficit. I'm going to become fidgety. I'm not going to want to do it. I'm going to become bored. I'll go off and do other things. So the question is, am I quote-unquote ADD, the way it's labeled, and the bottom line. Now, I know people are going to say, well, it's a brain thing and all that, but the bottom line is, if there's something that doesn't interest you, you're going to have a tendency to be distracted versus if you're doing something that you love doing. Now, obviously, there's other things that come into play. There's especially nutrition comes in. We spoke about this before. Nutrition yes. comes into play as well. Now, I don't eat that much sugar, so I I know that has a lot to do with it, so I'm not going to be hyperactive, so to speak, in that way as well. But my point here is to understand that everyone has something they love to do and things that they don't love to do, and, uh, and just take a look in your own lives, and you'll see things you love to do. You'll be attentive. You'll be focused, and you won't drift from it. Things that bore the heck out of you, you will. And I think if people watch children, they'll know exactly when they've hit on something that's of interest because they're not ADD then. No, yeah, they're like, totally engaged. Like my brother who was labeled ADD when he was about 13 or 14. And meanwhile, you put a guitar in his hand, and I've witnessed this. He'd sit there and play all day and do his music for 8, 10, 12 hours a day. But when it came to stuff he wasn't interested in, he got bored, he got fidgety. So he's, you know, do you label him ADD? Yeah, for that situation, but not where it's justified to put somebody on the drugs per se. And in schools, the bottom line is every student, we said this before, learns differently, different stuff is taught, and some students are going to like what's being taught and the way it's being taught, and others aren't. So some are going to be ADD, some are going to have the attention surplus, and to tell you the truth, we can go on and on and on with this, and I would love to even come on and do a whole show on this one altogether, but the point is, we have things we, we like to do, have we have things we dislike, <laughs> and the things that you like, you're going to be attentive, the things you don't like, you're going to be distracted. Chaney, why don't you tell us how people can reach you? If they want to do your program, you can tell them a little more about your program, but how do they find you? They can go to www.chaneyweiner.com, C-H-A-N-E-Y-W-E-I-N-E-R. 
E-I-N-E-R.com. And uh, if you put in your name and email, right now I have up there a five free mini course. I'm actually going to be changing that to an online event. So it's it's the same content. It's just one's going to be in the audio format. The other one's going to be in a PDF. But if you go on the site, you put in your name and email, and you get that for free. Nice. Um, do you have an? Can I get your email address through that website? Yeah, everything's on there. Tell them just a little bit about some of the things you have available to them. Uh, in yeah. just in overall product. Yeah, you have some that. really great. Uh, well, they were DVDs, but. You know, things are pretty much going MP3s, aren't they? But you have some really good programs. Yeah, one of them is the Breakthrough to Your Genius. The other one is about financial wealth. And actually, I'm finishing up a Roadmap to Financial Freedom program that I'm about three-quarters of the way done with right now. And there's the other one is um, How to Live an Inspired Life. And they're just these are just different products for the different areas of life. And I actually have another one on relationships as well. That's a four-CD set on how to really have the type of relationship that you would love to have, both personal and or intimate and just regular relationships with friends and family. So I encourage everyone to check that out. And, again, that's ChaneyWiner.com. Excellent. You have some exercises um, that you talk about in terms of Genius. Tell us a little bit about the one about who do you admire the most. It's a lovely little thing. Anything you see in someone else, you have in you as well. Anything you say about someone else, you're saying about yourself. So if you say, wow, that person is a great dancer, that person is beautiful, that person is a genius, if you're saying it about them, you're saying it about yourself. Most people are not aware of this. Well, I want to make people aware of it. So if you find yourself doing that, take the time and look and see what you see in them, where you have it in your own unique form. Now, you may see someone who's a dancer. They're an excellent dancer. They're really skilled. Well, where are you skilled? It may or may not be dancing. It may be somewhere else. It may be in your family. It may be with your friends. Just take the time and look because it's going to be unique to you. And if you look at someone else and say, hey, that person's beautiful, they're good-looking, well, where are you beautiful and good-looking? Now, many people will deny it and say they're not, but you are. Well, where are you? So anything you see in others, you have as well. And just a real quick thing I want to mention here, it goes the other way, too. Things that you don't like about others, that you say about others, you're saying about yourself. And the whole idea here is to realize you have both sides, because that's when you're going to really tap into your genius, when you see the both sides of who you are, because you get to see... You really live a fulfillment or a fulfilled life versus a half-filled life. But again, when you see others and you make all these wonderful comments about them, just know you're saying it about yourself because that's how you tap into your genius and the magnificence and brilliance of who you are. Oh, lovely. We're right up to that time that's called the end of the show. So, Cheney, tell us. What's the, the final thought that you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Well, anything that's happened and that's taken place in your life that may seem challenging or, or a bad event or something that didn't go your way, just understand that it's a necessary step on your path to, as I said, fulfillment and to really realizing the magnificence of who you are. And those events that may seem like they were bad or horrible or didn't go your way, just ask, well, how did it benefit and serve you? 
in your life because when you're able to do that, you're able to dissolve a lot of the or overcome a lot of the distractions that get in the way that really cloud your genius and the brilliance of who you are. So ask quality of your life is based on the quality of the questions you ask. When you ask a question like that, how can it serve you, how can it help you, whatever it is that you perceive as not being so great, you take a very big step on really going to that next level in your life and be able to live the life that you deserve to live. Wonderful. Next week's guest is Donnie Tash. Donnie was a former psychotherapist. He had a near-death experience, and when he came out of a coma, he was extremely psychic. So we're going to turn. We're going to listen to him tell us how it turned his life absolutely upside down to realize that he's psychic. Very interesting man. And I'm going to end with a question that Cheney asks. If you don't mind, Cheney, what would happen if I gave myself permission to be a genius? This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show and for Cheney Weiner, my guest, saying thank you for being with us. Come back again next week when we have Donnie Tash as our guest. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com.